Welcome, everyone. Well, my thank you so much. Uh, if you want to ask us questions, if you have comments, if you want to connect with any of our guests today, you can send us a question or a comment. If you go to TransformationTalkRadio.com, on the right-hand side, there's a way for you to ask a question on the DrPatShow.com. On the right-hand side, you can ask a question. We are here live from the floor of won the event. Now, you might be able to pick up some of the sounds that might be happening here in a few minutes because we have right next to us chanting going on, drumming going on. It's that time of day. Uh, Heather and I uh, have been here live at won the event, won the gathering, one becoming one. This is the dream and the vision of a Seattle firefighter that has come to be. We have been gifted by the presence of some of the most profound guests on the show today and yesterday. Tomorrow, I will do only but a few of the interviews, and then jumping in will be some incredible hosts, hosts not only from Transformation Talk Radio, but also from other networks. Um, And so we'll tell you a little bit about that later. But right now, I've been waiting all day for this conversation. It's not something that I am very comfortable with, I will say, but I'll tell you, I've stepped in it here lately. Kat Tanzi is joining us here today, author, educated, radio show host, and a catalyst for change. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, about who Kat is. Uh, but more importantly, I want to tell you that there is a commitment and a compassion that each of us has. Empowering and promoting women has always been a significant part of her journey. And four years ago, she began collecting the wisdom of midlife women on her weekly talk show, Finding Magic in Midlife. Now, if you'd have told me that there is magic in midlife when I was younger, I don't know what I would have said to you. I probably wouldn't believe you. But I am so there right now. Magic is the perfect word for this because there's no other way to describe the way that I'm sitting here feeling. I will also say that being around a bunch of young folks here, I think they're getting a little dose of that midlife wisdom themselves. So I'm thrilled to have Kat joining us here today. As this author, and so much of what she's done, her first book was written as a novel, Winning the Change, the change Game. You know, I thought for years no, that none of us can win the change game, but we're going to hear about that. She probably talked to a million people that say the same thing I did. And then the second book, Choosing to Be, Lessons in Living from uh, a Feline Zen Master. And today, it is with deep gratitude and appreciation that I welcome her to this show. Someone that knows a lot about when the body gives up, but more importantly, how the soul moves forward. Kat, thank you so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, thank you. I am so delighted to be with you on this just amazing event. Um, I told Linda that uh, tomorrow is my birthday. I know. I was just going to break out in song for you. (laughs) And I said, oh, and I've been thinking about this whole thing and thinking, I wish there was a way that I could connect with people who were doing something really, really uplifting. And then I got this call. (laughs) 
so here I am. <laughs> well, you know, this is um, this is so absolutely magnificent, and I can't thank you enough for taking time. Uh, to, to join all of us here. The title of the show is The Exhilarating Freedom of Not Knowing. I want to talk about that in the context of your life. And what I mean by that is, uh, this is a pivotal question that I've asked just about everybody I've ever interviewed, and it goes like this. You know, Kat, here you are today, and so the question is, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you, Kat, personally have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Um, well, good question. Uh, I, I think as I look back on my life, I realized that I had very big obstacles from the beginning, but I, I didn't really understand what they were. And I'll just, I'll just tell you that um, as a young child, I had um, an, an amazing father and mother, but for some reason, for reasons I didn't know at the time, he was threatened by me, and so he would humiliate me at every turn. Uh. And my mother, because she wanted to be, you know, stay with him because her father had left them, um, uh, the only way I could react was to laugh and pretend that it was okay. Um, I could not leave because if I left, he'd say, I just can't stand it when you do that. I couldn't talk back because he'd say, I, don't, I can't deal with you when you're like this. And then if he got upset and walked off, my mother would say, don't upset your father. Mm. Now, see, all this was going on in the background, and, and I didn't really understand it. So I spent the first, well, through my first career, my 20-year corporate career, up until, let's see, I was born in 43, so um, really until... Um, 90s, early 90s when I got chronic fatigue. My, I was very driven. I was extremely smart. I had a lot, I made a lot of opportunities. I had a lot of successes. I had several marriages. I had, I had, I had, I had, I had. But I was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I was totally messed up. I didn't really get it because I didn't know all the underlying story about what had happened to my parents until much later. So, so that I think, I think that's been my lifelong challenge, um, Pat, is that I would, I would make progress and then I would sabotage myself. And it has not been until this year, and I'm going to be 68 tomorrow, it has not been until this year but it actually broke through because at the very bottom of it was shame. Mm. And shame, if you know anything about the map of consciousness from Dr. David Hawkins, it's the bottom rung. I'm so, you know, sister, you're talking my language now. Okay, all right, sister. <laughs> yeah, we are talking. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So, see, it takes, it just took me this long to, and I finally have, I literally, um, I did this, Marathon of uh, emotional freedom technique, you know, tapping. Yeah. Um, marathon for several days, and and just that was kind of the last piece. You do, you know how you do. Well, you know, yeah. You do everything. You do therapy. You do this. You do this. You do this. And each one helps. And then finally, if you're lucky, you hit the point when it all happens. Yeah. You and, know, it happened and, for me too this year. By the way. Hey, how cool is that? I know. 
I don't know what it is about this year, but it did. It happened for me this year, and shame was absolutely, absolutely at the core of what was what was really just eating away at me. I really get that. I I go. No, I just. And, you know, honestly, I think there's a woman named Brene Brown who has done a lot of research on this and wrote a book about, um, about shame, a really good book, by the way. And, and I really think that many, 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 many people have this as their core. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, if you think about this country and just where we came from, I mean, because it can go way, way back. It can go back, you know, through all of your ancestors. So... It's a big deal, and that's why this whole thing, that's why I talked about not knowing, because for me, not knowing is really scary because, well, hey, I could screw up or people could think I was stupid or, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to, like, you'd ask me a question and what if I can't think of the answer? My God, you know, people are going to laugh me off the show. Well, there's the shame. Yeah, well, guess what? You know, what if I don't ask you a good question? <laughs> There you go. Boy, we're both in trouble. Yeah, not only will everybody laugh me off the show, there will be no show. That's right. Every question that's got to come. I know. know, Every question that comes out of my mouth has got to be profound. Not really anymore, but you know what I'm saying, though. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And I don't know about you, but I also find, I don't know, I was extremely, extremely bright when I was younger, and um, I don't feel so bright now. No, honestly, I have the reverse going on, right? Ah, Okay. Yeah, bright, bright. I I was, um, oh, let me give you the politically correct uh, term uh, for for, uh, me uh, growing up. Learning different. Ah, okay. Yeah, it used to be learning challenged. Then it used to be learning disability before that, somehow we've twisted this whole thing around. I don't know, maybe it's for funding or something, you know, public funding. Now we're just learning different. The bottom line is that we don't learn the way the rest of society learns, so therefore we are not enough. That's yeah. the way and we that, translate it. And that just reinforces the Oh, shame. and then let's bring shame yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote about this, this journey, and I got... In the early 90s, I got chronic fatigue before anybody knew what it was Mm. and had to stop everything. So then there you are, you know, sitting there alone. Tell everybody what that is. There may be people that don't know it. Okay. Chronic fatigue syndrome, um, it's pretty well known now and has been for a number of years. It's an an, uh, immune disease. Yep. And um, not there's no real cure. You have to... Literally, for me, you have to change your life. And it has emotional, spiritual, uh, mental, and physical components. So it's, it's pretty devastating. And there are many people who, unfortunately, just really have trouble even coming back from it. And I got hit really hard. Um, what drove me over the edge was that we were, um, I was the VP of an outplacement firm, and we were doing really big projects, by the way, with the phone company. Ha! <laughs> I heard, I saw that you had been with the phone company, and we were going through the whole Pack Bell thing. So we were doing huge outplacement projects with them and a number of other companies yeah. because the savings and loans were going through the same thing. So I was very busy. We had offices on the, one of the top floors of the uh, Twin Towers in Century City, Los Angeles, and we remodeled because we were going so fast. Well, what happened was, as I learned years later, 
the paint, the carpeting, the uh, press board were all out gassing formaldehyde. And that was the that was the thing that sent me over the edge. And so I literally, you know, I started, I couldn't think. I couldn't, I was crying all the time. I was mm. so tired I couldn't move. So I, I had to stop. That was it. I had to be on a couch. I know. Yeah. I know the feeling. I, I have been on a similar journey. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting how parallel uh, our lives are, so to speak, our stories. Because both I know. Of us, both I know. Of us, exactly. I was, I was, yeah, I was reading about you, and I thought, I, am I reading about myself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so interesting because I, you know, those of us that were part of this management consulting or change management and all that business, you know, I was actually one of seven people on the divestiture team for AT&T, mm-hmm. you know, to start the new operating companies in Belcor, the new research company. I mean, I saw the good, the bad, the ugly, and the sick you know, during that transition. You know, people that had worked in offices, Kat, side by side um, for years, uh, we had to go break up the fights because one guy was going to throw another guy's stuff over the balcony down in in South Jersey. Uh, You know, not knowing is not something we do well. No, it's it's devastating. You know, um, I spent spent my early career um, helping companies implement new technology. And that's when I, that's how I developed winning the change game because what I, I had the opportunity to go in and literally what we were doing was changing the way they did their business. And it affected everybody. So I, so I was able to observe firsthand this, this whole process. And what I saw was that we, you know, essentially what we were doing with them was asking them to go from feeling confident and in control to arrive at feeling incompetent and and unsure and, oh, by the way, as you go from one to the other, go through a period of tremendous stress and, and uh, frustration. You know, so, so that's how I learned about change, and that's how I learned about not knowing. But as adults, I mean, we just want to know. We want to feel comfortable. So that was the whole the whole process that I looked at in winning the change game. And then, lucky me, when I got sick, then I got to learn all about choosing to be. You know, and, I, 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 I want to talk to you about this. I, want, I would love for you to explain what that means because, you know, I got sick in 2004, and I'm just coming off the tail end of it. We're not really done yet. That's a long mm-hmm. time for those of us here that are used to be. And what do, are, I, I don't like the term. I'm not a type A. But those of us that are in this world to do things, that's a long time to be immobilized, right? Yes, it is. It, it is. is. What yeah. does that mean to be? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> good question. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, the journey was. Um, that I decided I actually was going to kill myself. I was, uh, my mom was, had just descended into the near, you know, the really doesn't know us anymore stages of Alzheimer's. And I just, I had no life at all and couldn't even keep up with my friends. And um, I hit menopause full on. And I just, I just didn't see how I could keep going. Mm-hmm. And what happened was that I, I found a book that was on my bookshelf, the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. Uh. And I picked it up and started reading it. And, um, and I mean, Pat, I was serious about the suicide. I was driving around to the tall hotels in LA looking for mm-hmm. places that had windows that opened, you know. Mm-hmm. But 
I was I started reading this book and it and he was Troy Gall Rinpoche was talking about the difference between our ordinary mind, which he called flea like. And he he talked about this, so I closed my eyes and just watched my mind and I watched my God, it was exactly like a flea. It was all over the place. And so what I got was I thought, hmm, let's see, I'm thinking about killing myself. I'm watching my mind change its mind every ten seconds. Probably not the best mind to use to make a decision that's irrevocable, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that was kind of the beginning for me. And then I started reading about Buddha mind and Buddhism, and I got really interested in meditation. And that was my journey, was to, to learn to meditate. And then what happened was I had this amazing Maine Coon cat, Pooh Bear, the Coon, who was my constant companion while I was ill. And one day I just looked at him and I thought, you know, I could write a book about how he helps me learn to meditate. And that's that's what I did then. That became, because see, the thing about me is I need a project, you know. I know. And and so that was a project I could do because I could do it there. I could have these conversations with my cat. I could learn to meditate. I could write. And so that that's how the book came about, and that's how I followed this whole process, went through. I really talked about learning to meditate and dealing with the hindrances in meditation. So what it turned out to be is a story that's kind of sweet and funny and challenging, but it also really walks new people, beginners, through. Um, it's like a trail map for learning to meditate. And um, and I felt I felt really good about being able to do that, and so that that allowed me to learn what I needed to do to find a new way of being, and then it also provided me with something that I could share with other people. So it was a nice um, win-win kind of thing. Well, you know, it is a win-win kind of thing. But this idea of not knowing, we are all learning the not knowing from Eric Lawyer this firefighter that had a vision three months ago, mind you. Now, look, you and I know what oh it's God. like to put on an event, right? Right. Right, our corporate experience. Right. If right. you'd have walked right. up to an executive board and said, I want to put on a three-day, full-weekend webcast, high-technology, chanting speakers, blah, 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 all of it, three months from the days of the event, how hard would they have laughed at you? I know. I know. But see, that's one of the nice things about not knowing because you don't know you don't know what you don't know. You know, you just you just start doing it, and and the thing I think that happens is, and I know you've experienced this, is that we we start to contract when we get a little afraid that we that we don't know. You yeah, know? I, and, I, and I we know. Kinda, we, we we contract. We want to pull back. We want to. Uh, uh, well, and it's that shame, the shame and the fear and all of that stuff comes in. What what I learned from Pima Chodron when I, I went to her retreat on uh, uh, fear, smiling at fear is what she calls it, what I learned was to be okay with that, to be okay with those uncomfortable feelings, to be okay with feeling totally groundless. Just be, and that comes from meditation too, but just be okay with that. Because if you're if you're okay with it, you're you're not going to be contracted. You're going to be opening up like a lotus, 
And then once you do that, you see, then all that creativity and all of the wonderful things and the vibrating at a higher level, all of that good stuff happens. Well, this is, um, you know, uh, this is part of what we're actually launching, uh, taking out into the world. You know, I think my previous guest talked about what Eric is doing here and all the people that have said yes to this, including you. And I want to thank you so much, Kat, for saying yes to this. Um, you know, uh, all of you that have said yes to uh, having this conversation on a Saturday, uh, very busy schedules, uh, people that are, 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 are just filled up on your own calendar, you all have said yes to this. And someone said this is like a pebble in a pond. You know, you've yet to see the effects of this. I agree. And yet I'm thinking about that now and just really being with, how I feel and and what this has meant so far, I think to myself, you know, am I prepared to take more of this? Have you ever doubted yourself? Do you see what I'm saying, Kat? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. It, mm-hmm. it happens to me all the time. I think I think also, Kat, with people like us who, who've been impaired and sick, it, it is scary because you feel like, am I going to be up for this, you know? But th- I think the thing is that, just just relax into that. Relax mm-hmm. into that and say, well, I'm, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. I'm feeling a little scared. Mm-hmm. And and just allow it to be there. And then, and then what happens as you loosen up, you know, your muscles loosen up, your back loosens up, loosen your spine a little bit. Just sit there and, and realize that you're going to be given whatever you need. Mm-hmm. If you need less, you're going to be given that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can handle more, you're going to be given that. But we're we're projecting into the future. Yeah, I know, I know, you know, I know. And you know, I you know, I, I I said that to you because I knew at the time that I was thinking that. I think it was yesterday before I actually did the panel. Um, and we had a rough mo- a morning, technically, by the way. Uh, and and on, on previous shows I've done, I've admitted, you know, that I pretty much brought the fear to the table there yesterday morning. Um, but, you know, a part of this is um, the conversation uh, uh, also about those of us that have the number 11 in our birthdays. Mm. Now, mm. mine is December 11th, so not so much, but the number 11th has always had a profoundly positive meaning to me up until 2001. Mm-hmm. Now, here you are. Mm-hmm. Your birthday is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Your birthday was 10 years ago on September 11th. What were right. you doing that day, and how did you reflect upon that and the events of that day? Well, I was driving to work. I was um, I was the... Uh global sales training manager at, at Kinko's, which is became part of FedEx later. Mm-hmm. I was driving to work. I had a lot of I had a lot of trainers working for me that were out on the road a lot. And I got a call while I was on the road and it was um Ara, one of my guys who was um I think I, I think he was at the airport already calling to say he he asked me to pull over. And I did and then he told me that the first tower had been hit and um, well, you know, you just can't even, you can't even absorb that. Mm-hmm. So I drove to, I said, well, come on back, you know, or go home, do whatever you want to do, but don't get on the airplane, of course. 
And um, and then that what happened as a result of that was, of course, we had to pull we pulled all our trainers back in, and um, I don't know. It was, you know, me. I've always been this way, and I I have a feeling you are too. You give me a disaster and a challenge, and man, I rise to the occasion. Yeah, me too. And that's what I did. I rose to the occasion. I got some. I got people to come in and set us up with webinar software way back 10 years ago, you know, when it wasn't real popular. I got headsets out to all the salespeople. I figured out how to do all that, and we started doing all the training on the web. And so, you know, you keep, you kind of keep busy and you move forward. Um, but it, it just, well, it's like for everybody else. It just changed everything. Yeah, it did. You know, it changed everything. We were no longer... Um, invincible and um we were just tremendously vulnerable and there was so much pain and and um loss you know mm-hmm. that um i think we're uh, that's why i'm so glad you're doing what you're doing now because um it's i don't want to say it's time to move on because i think that's always a cruel thing to say for people who are who are yes. really suffering you yeah. know yeah but but i think it is you know, we've been here before. We've struggled through many things, and um, I think we're at a time now where we have an opportunity, and that's what we're seeing happen. It's so amazing. I mean, I was never spiritual until I started becoming a Buddhist and meditating, <laughs> and and I'm still not. I listen to all these people you have on that talk to angels and do all that stuff, and I think, <laughs> my God, what is, what is that, you know? <laughs> I'm just not. I'm. I'm like in between two worlds. I'm like between the corporate world and the me too. woo-woo world. Me too. <laughs> okay. Uh, me too. You know. So, uh, yeah. 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 So the thing is, though, Pat, that I think I think what's happening is that, and and that, and it's good for you and I to be here because we're going to help the people who are who can't even come forward as far as we have. Yeah, honestly, I'm like you. I mean, I can listen to the chanting going on in the room next door, and then in five minutes we're going to have uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes on. <laughs> you know, Kat, you know what we are? We're translators. That's what we are. Thank you. I love that. Kat, uh, thank you for joining us today. I want to make sure you give out uh, information, how people can get copies of your book and find out more about you. Okay. Uh, best way is to go to the website for the book. It's www.choosingtobe.com. And you can also sign up for my newsletter, and I am coming out with a new program called The Agile Careerist in the fall. So if you have some interest in that, if you just sign up for the newsletter, then um, I, you will be notified as it gets ready. But please, please go to choosingtobe.com. There's so much cool stuff there. You'll see uh, quotes and, and videos and pictures of the cats and quotes from amazing Buddhist teachers. And I hope that you get the book because it will make a difference in your life. Well, you are making a difference in the lives of so many people. Kat, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. And you take care of yourself. You betcha, sister. I'm on it. All right. All right. Let's take a short break, everybody. When we come back, Carolyn North joining us here today. Serious fun, ingenious improvisations on money, food, waste, water, and home. We'll be right back. And for your radio, no 
soulslanguage.net. That's K-N-O-W, soulslanguage.net. And I practice love each day, and I practice it by pausing. When I notice that I'm out of unconditional love or in fear, I just pause, and then I work with my divine intelligence to activate the unconditional love in my heart. So let's do it. Take a deep breath. Focus on your tailbone. Just silently ask divine intelligence to activate the unconditional love in your heart. And after you feel that activation, then just silently offer that unconditional love first to yourself, then to your community and family, and then to the planet. And that's how I'm changing the world from the inside out. Thank you. This is Jennifer Rizzio of No Souls. Hi, this is Susan Smith-Jones talking to you. My website is susansmithjones.com. And one of the best ways I have found to live a more loving lifestyle and to give up fear is to start taking loving care of your body. See, when we realize that we have this powerful spirit within us, we begin to see beauty all around us instead of ugliness. We see love instead of hate. We see health instead of sickness. And your life in all of its magnificence is a result of how you feel about yourself. So start today, this weekend, and take more loving care of yourself by eating a better diet, getting more sleep, keeping your stress levels down, spending some time in nature, and also making sure you exercise every day. Uh, you might want to read my new book, Walking on Air, your 30-day inside-and-out rejuvenation makeover, because it will help take you from an ordinary life to an extraordinary life filled with love. Thank you so much. Don't forget to sell.